and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 73 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And on today's episode, we are continuing our conversation on contracts. So this has been our theme over the past couple of weeks here on our Tuesday episodes. Reason being is that we're gearing up for the contract workshop. I've been uh, plugging relentlessly on all these episodes, email list and everything. The contract workshop Uh, If you haven't already heard about it, it's going to be the last Wednesday of this month. We are in July of 2020. You can go to bradendrake.com forward slash workshop. So in these podcast episodes, I'm kind of warming us up for that broader conversation. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Super excited to have you here. The way this podcast operates, we do two episodes a week for now. I'll keep doing it until everyone decides that they hate it. Hopefully that won't, you know, won't be anytime soon. But each Tuesday we do our shorter episodes and I answer one question from my Facebook group, Braden's Besties. Come join, would love to be besties. You can share a legal or tax question you have and then I may or may not answer it here on the podcast. So let's just dive in. Today's question is from Lisa uh, Rosito. So thank you, Lisa, for your question. Lisa asks, If your contract says you do not refund deposits, if you do not perform, is that enforceable? So this is a big question, Lisa. I know a lot of people have the same question. So unfortunately, I'm going to kind of just ruin this whole conversation by, (laughs) by saying that the answer is it depends. Really, it depends on a whole bunch of factors, but I'm going to try to bring a little bit more clarity to this conversation if I can. So first of all, what we have to do is revisit force majeure because this is, this question's been like the bane of my existence over the past four months. Everyone wants to know what force majeure is, what it actually does, what it doesn't do. And let me just recap it for you this way. Force majeure does not mean that you have to give refunds to all your clients. Force majeure does not mean that everything is canceled and everyone gets their money back and you stop performing. No. Force majeure, force majeure just says that if a force majeure event, as defined under this contract revision, occurs, then the parties can stop performing or provide notice to one another as provided by the force majeure clause. Each one is different. And they cannot then be sued for breach of contract. And the other person can't amass like all these penalties and damages 
because you canceled the contract. So that's really the point. It doesn't say that if there's a force majeure event, you have to give back all the money, unless your contract literally says that, but that's not the typical meaning of a force majeure clause. Instead, you enact it, and then you look at your cancellation provisions. So what does your contract say? If the client cancels 20 days before uh, because they can no longer have the wedding, then what does your contract say will happen with regard to refunds and cancellations? That's what governs. Now, the question or the issue is, is that really fair? Client might say no, but again, it depends on the circumstances. Also, is an argument saying that's not fair, really a legal argument? Actually, yes, it is. And this is where things get really sticky and gray. So if you are, let's say, I'm trying to think of a good example without pissing off any of my industry friends. Let's, well, I, here's the classic compare and contrast I always give is we have a wedding planner versus a wedding photographer. So obviously you're both doing some work before the wedding day. As the photographer, you know, you have to onboard the client, get them their contract, get to know them, figure out what kind of photos they want. I mean, largely you're just going to be shooting in your aesthetics. So I don't know how much discovery needs to be done there. Maybe there's an engagement shoot, maybe not, but you've done some work but we can probably all agree that the bulk of your work comes on the wedding day and after the wedding day than editing the photos. Contrast that to a wedding planner who by the time the wedding day rolls around has probably done 90 to 95% or more of the work if we're like looking at the number of hours. So it's very different. So if both of those people charge $5,000 for the same wedding and the client cancels on both of them 15 days before the wedding, it's going to be a lot, I think we could probably mostly agree that it's going to be a lot more fair for the wedding planner to keep all or almost all of the money that's been paid to them. They've already done the work. On the photographer's end, maybe not, but that's, it's, it's really subjective. You see what the problem is here. But let's get into the actual legal arguments. So clients, if they sued you because they canceled, and let's say you've already collected all their money, and now they want a refund, they could argue a few things. So they could argue a doctrine of impossibility because it's now impossible for you to perform, whether that requires a refund. I don't really think so, not necessarily. Again, it depends. They can also argue frustration of purpose. So they could say the purpose of hiring you was to photograph my beautiful wedding and now I can't have this luxurious wedding and therefore it's frustrated the purpose of the contract. There's also something called unjust enrichment by saying that you've been unjustly enriched, they've paid you, you've not done the work, and that's not fair or equitable. So each of these kind of different contractual arguments have very different requirements, they're different state by state. And I bring this up just because these are some bug buzzwords you're gonna find or you're gonna hear if your clients are trying to play attorney. And by play attorney, I mean they're Googling stuff and then just like throwing words, word salad into an email to try to scare you into giving them their money back. Also very common to see these words when, you know, groom's brother is an attorney or uncle or mom or grandma or whoever, and they're helping them write the email. But oftentimes, truth be told, I've talked to a lot of my colleagues, other attorneys, and we're not even really sure how a lot of these things are gonna play out in the context of a global pandemic because it's never happened before. So the chances that your clients 
a stepmom who's an attorney that probably practices like commercial real estate litigation is going to know these things and confidently make arguments. No, they're probably just blowing smoke most of the time. Sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I think I think this is helping. Hopefully this is helping. I'm just externally processing at this point in time. So like I mentioned, a lot of this comes down to fairness. Again, the question was, can you keep your deposit? Uh, my answer is usually yes, probably yes, especially if you're the wedding planner, you've done all the work, you can keep your deposit. If you're a photographer and you've collected a 25% deposit to reserve the date and kind of, um, you know, block that off of your calendar and to cover the initial work that you have to do, probably fine. 50% deposit, maybe okay. But if you are collecting all the money and you haven't done like more than 10% of the work, you're probably going to need to refund some of that. I think it's just the best business decision. Again, it's very, very subjective. So I can't really give cut and dry, cut and dry explanations here on the podcast. But hopefully this all helped a little bit. Maybe it didn't. I know I didn't really give any concrete answers because we can't really do that. But if anything, this episode should illuminate um, why this can be very tricky because it'll vary based on your industry and it will vary on every single client, what your contract says, when their wedding's supposed to be, why they canceled, when they canceled. Ultimately, it all circles back to what your contract says, the work that you've done, and how you can amicably communicate this to your client. So this is why uh, in my membership fundamentals, I've now placed a really strong emphasis on communication. So not only just the contracts, but how you communicate the contracts, how you handle the initial client email, and then they say that they want to cancel, you should have a standard company policy on what you're going to do. The nice thing is, although I'm not one of your peers and that I don't provide these services, I talk to many, many business owners who are all dealing with the same issues. So I have at this point a fairly good idea of what works and what doesn't work, who's doing, who's handling these things better than others, if that makes sense. So I'm now incorporating that um, into my education that I'm providing. And the best part is, is that we have community. So there's community inside of the free Facebook group, Braden's Besties, go check it out, join us. And then we also have community in my paid programs. And what that means is if you're having an issue, sure you can ask me, but you can also ask the community who might have an even better answer. So if you wanna get a little bit of a peek into that community, I'm gonna plug my workshop again, bradendrake.com forward slash workshop. We're going to talk more about these contract principles that I rambled about on today's episode. And you will also have an opportunity to ask me questions about your contract. It'll be super fun. Hope you join me. Hope to see you there. And I hope that you have a great day. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.